0: Welcome to the Talk of Sykeston. I'm Glenn Cantrell. And uh, earlier this week, um, we had a report uh, from our Sykeston DPS about someone who was arrested for allegedly holding a woman for three weeks for sexual assault and other things that I don't even want to talk about, uh, to be honest with you. And we've been wanting to have this person on the show for a while, and and this week really just kind of, hey, this really needs to happen this week so we can talk about it. Um, what we learn is that uh, one in four women, one in six – or one in seven men, excuse me, will uh, experience some form of domestic violence um, over their lifetime uh, From a loved one From someone they're intimate with uh, And what's even more staggering Are the numbers When it comes to sexual violence uh, It's even it's even greater uh, Which is amazing to me um, But we thought it'd be very, Really important uh, for this week To talk about um, domestic violence um, It's happening everywhere It's not just in, in one location it's, it's all over And so we're going to talk about A really important subject And my hope is Is that because this is a podcast As well as on the radio That people share this we get this information out so that more and more people can know that there is help available that they're not alone and uh, and they can they can uh, seek help. So today we have the manager of the House of Refuge, Jill Brown, with us, and uh, we're so excited to, to have you on. We, we talked to you, gosh, a couple of months ago about coming on, and and I was, you know we're looking at calendar and that sort of thing. We just felt like, man, this is the time to have you on yes. um, to talk about this really important subject. And, and I think Jill, the one thing that I, I the that I really want to start is we, we want to say oh those are other places, right? Those are in big places and big towns and big communities where that's a problem. But really this problem exists everywhere, including yes, the small town yes, or small does. communities of Sykeston.
1: Yes it does. It does. That that's one of the misconceptions that we have that um domestic violence or sexual and sexual violence is something that is occurring in these bigger cities, but... If you look right outside it's right outside our doors. you know it's right here in Sykeston. Um, it is so close um it's just time now with all of the things that are happening in our community and the communities that are connected to us um, It's just time now that we bring awareness um, to this horrible uh, incident that happened, and not just that incident but incidents that have not been told yet. Um, this is a secret that for many years people thought that this was, uh, something that you, I don't know, you just didn't talk about. Now we want to make sure that domestic violence and sexual violence is talked about in every home, in the schools, um, just everywhere. So we can bring awareness, not just to the older, uh, people in this community but the young people as well and uh, we need to get into the schools and just make them aware that this is serious this is a serious cause and we need to uh we stand up for a lot of things well we need to rise for this occasion because um if we don't stop these these things in their tracks right now it's going to be a bigger epidemic um this is domestic violence is a learned behavior let's just start right right there this is nothing that because your dad did it or your mom did it and we don't want to just single out men we have to single out women as well um it's it's nothing that um was brought down from generation to generation, something that's in their blood. No, this is something that is taught. This is something that we watch. And when we watch things just like a a child, we're sponges. And, And that's where it starts at. It starts when they're young. They've watched this.
0: They've watched someone close to them. Yes. Right? Whether it be the mother or the father or, or, or whoever that may be, mm, uncle yes. or grandma or grandpa, they've they've seen it somewhere. Yes. And somewhere in their minds, Jill, are they does it to them that's just how life is? That's just the way that it is? I, I hate to even Bring these two together, but I feel racism is the same way. It's, it's yes. something that is taught, yes. and, and you see so much of it, you feel like, oh, this just must be how the world works. Right. But is that the same kind of concept when it comes to domestic violence?
1: Well, actually, it is. It's the same concept. We, when we're children, we learn. That's, we learn how to tie our shoes when we're kids. If that is something that's prevalent in the home, of course, the younger kids are going to pick it up, and to them, it's normal. This is how uh, a relationship should go. The the dominance, the um, there's just so many aspects to domestic violence that we just think it's all about the physical. No, it's so much more. It is so much more. Um, we can just start, when we start with the mental abuse that goes on, um, sure, uh, a person you would think that would commit a crime such as the act the alleged act that was uh, that happened um, earlier this week, you would think that this person has mental issues, uh, something has to be wrong with them to do something of that nature. But no, this is something that comes to them first off, that they think that this is normal, this is a normal behavior for them, but it's not. But that's why it's just so important that we educate um, from a young age to let them know it if this is going on in your home, it's wrong. Um, we need to start at a very young age, telling the youth how we can stop domestic violence because that is our plight. Our plight is to end domestic violence and sexual violence because this is something. If we don't get a grip on it now, it's something that's going to take over. Um, and 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 after a while, they're going. People are going to be walking around thinking that. This is normal, and it's not. It's not normal at
0: all. So we got to really push for those kids, yes. right, to ask those questions. Like yes. when, they, when they learn things at school and they go home and they see it happen at home, they go, wait a minute. At school, dad or mom, they said that's wrong. We shouldn't act that way. We shouldn't yes. do those things. I think the, the thing that people that don't deal with domestic violence that we have a hard time understanding right. is how someone let's just say it's a it's a female who's being abused by the male um how they didn't see that before how they didn't see it before the marriage before the relationship got so deep and then how they can't get out of it and i think that you probably really put the you know hammer on the nail is the fact that it's begins mentally before it gets to the physical part. Would that be right?
1: That is so true. That is so true. Well, first of all, um, we were talking about getting into the schools and teaching um, the children, you know, if this is going on, this is a wrong behavior. But we need to also know that um, individuals that do these type of things, yes, it is a learned behavior. Can it be stopped? Yes, it can be stopped. But we need to focus on... uh, the reason why women stay in relationships like that. Well, it's not as easy as someone would think. Um, statistics tell us that it will take a woman seven times to leave and then return before she actually gets it. They stay in that because of the abuse. When the abuse is going on, they have to think about I gotta start all over to get up out of this situation. Um, and starting over for anyone is not easy. It
0: seems overwhelming.
1: It is. It's very overwhelming. You have to, uh, pick up everything, you know, and just leave. But a lot of women don't understand and men don't understand that there are people out there that can help you with that process. There are people out there, um, like our organization, you know, if you call that number, um, there's a National Domestic Violence Hotline and we have a direct line um, at the House of Refuge um, 573-472-3843 that is available. We're in the newspaper um, every week that the newspaper runs, we're there to give that information. So you can be taught how to uh, leave those safety precautions that you need to take to get away the main things that you're going to need. But Women and men, we become comfortable in our situation, and it's just hard to get up and leave that situation. And then when you leave, you're you're stressed with uh, and overwhelmed with, how am I going to start all over? So it's just comfortable for them to go back to the situation that they were once in and deal with the abuse over, you know, over and over again
0: because they know what's coming whereas when they're having to start over you know there's so many unknowns out there that it again it seems overwhelming for them right to to want to do that
1: right and so what they basically what they wind up doing is staying they stay in the mess you know and and I call it a mess because uh, you can't take healthy and unhealthy in a she 's healthy he 's unhealthy, and you try to bring those two together and you and you have a mess. both individuals in a relationship um, have to be on the same page, and when there is violence in the home uh you get you get misconstrued behind all of that. You're, you, you can't think. And again, it's just overwhelming. So they do need to know those outlets that are out there that can teach them how to make those safety plans and how to get away from the violence that's in their home.
0: Which is one of the things that you all do and you, yes. you teach and as, as well as many others. And one of the things that I want to talk about uh, coming up is not only trying to understand the abuser and the those being abused, but those on the outside, like how do we handle those things and like how do we look at a certain situation how do we not because we can, we as the person looking and knowing what's going on get frustrated because we see what's happening and we want to go, don't you see what's going on here? And so many times, as you mentioned, they leave and they go right back, which it makes it even more frustrating for those who are watching the abuse go on and And that support system that needs to be there for those people is really important. And we're going to talk more about that coming up. Uh, we're talking with Jill Brown. Jill is the manager of the House of Refuge uh, here in Sykeston. We're talking about a very important subject today, and that is domestic violence. So uh, if you are just coming in midway, uh, if you've missed any part of this, you can catch it on iTunes, uh, The Talk of and just search for it and you'll find it. And then make sure you please share that. Uh, it'll be on our Facebook page as well. We want to make sure we get the word out about the House of Refuge and the great work they're doing here in Sykeston. So, today we're talking with Jill Brown. Jill is the manager of the House of Refuge here in Sykeston. We're talking about a very important subject that is domestic violence. And as I mentioned before, um, Jill, the, the, you know, the accuser, or the abuser and, and those being abused, um, we try to figure that out, try to understand that. Those of us on the outside looking in who get frustrated, what do we do? How do we stay at that level of support, even though we see them leave and go back every time? Like, how do we keep that level of support going?
1: Well, the way to keep the level of support going is to support. It doesn't matter how many times we see violence going on in someone else's life that. It still affects us. What we have to do is to continue to be that ear that that person needs. Um, I tell my staff all the time that we have to be listeners, and sometimes we can start a conversation just by asking someone, hey, are you okay? You know, and they might just want to get some things off their chest about the, the abuse that they're dealing with. Um, you can just steadily be that that ear for them, too, and then maybe one day they will get it, you know, Continue to tell them that there is help out there for you. There is someone out there that that loves you and will love you the way that you deserve to be loved. So you just got to continue to just constantly just – it, it, it might sound like you're beating a dead horse, but if you just stay in their ear, one day they will get it.
0: I think the, the thing that probably those on the outside looking in get so worried about is when will it end and how will it end? Obviously, they want the best scenario possible of that person just leaving or the, that person and their children leaving. But as you and I know, that's not always the case. And sometimes the story ends very tragically. Yes, and And I think that's where the people on the outside get so frustrated. We want them to see how bad it is. We want them to see. But we just have to be patient with that with that person.
1: Right. You do. You have to be patient. As um as long as there are facilities out there such as ours, um, there's somewhere for them to go. And then the resources that we have in the community, um they a lot of women, if they're in Sykeston and they are experiencing ab- abuse, we try to refer them to a different city because sometimes getting them away from the abuse that they're dealing with in this town, you know, and maybe just getting a fresh start to go somewhere else. So that, that resource is always there as well. So we try to do whatever it is that will make the woman feel more comfortable about the decision that she has made to get into some form of of independent living, you know, free from any types of abuse.
0: So hopefully that change in scenery helps with the process. And
1: sometimes it does, you know. But um, that person that is trying to flee that abusive relationship, they need to be educated on what, what are signs of abuse? You know, what those signs are. Um, and that's why when they come into shelter, we try to educate them and make sure we have those materials, um, that they need and, and, and a lot of just, uh, things laying around the shelter that will be Uh, that a person will pick up and just say, hmm, you know, let me read this and, you know, study up on it. Then, you know, we hold those weekly um, groups with the life skill groups because some women, you know, like I said earlier, they they, society thinks it's all about the physical, but we have to mentally get those women out of that that relationship because they can they are being psychologically abused Mm. into thinking that this is okay, you know.
0: So back in the early to mid-90s, there was this kind of surgence of education, and it was really because of the O.J. Simpson case. And I remember Nicole Brown Simpson's sister came to Popper Bluff Mm -hmm. uh, right after the trial and and was there to promote the the house that's there for, for women. We, we've kind of had that resurgence again because of the Harvey Weinstein case yeah. the, uh, uh, and some of the other things that have been going on the, the, the Me, Me Too, too movement, movement. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. and and so have you all been able to kind of latch on to that movement and try to get more word out I mean has that really kind of helped in, in some kind of way?
1: Yes it has what what these movements have done and all of these issues that have come out um, in in the media what it has done it, it has bought a uh, just a new light to the subject, you know when things start to fade away um, and you say oh okay well we 're getting the 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 hand up you know the handle on it now we have to continue that's uh, to continue with the education of the staff, the community, make sure that the community is as you know is well aware of the issues that we 're facing we latch on to that by constantly being trained, constantly keeping ourselves updated in the things that are going on, not just here in our community, but in all communities. This is a global epidemic. Yeah. This is something that is worldwide.
0: Yeah, forget small town, big town. Right. It's all over the world. Yeah,
1: it's, it, that that has gone out the window. We have to be able to rise up for something you know we'll 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 run to the basketball games and the baseball games you know we have to run to the things that matter not just to us but matter to our community as well mm. so just being able to uh just Have a hand in something. Domestic violence is an issue that for many years was a silent, a very quiet subject. We have to continue to say it loudly and say it proudly. I refuse to be abused. And then you have to be that person that wants to help a victim become a survivor.
0: And the one thing to keep in mind, too, is sometimes it's it's not it's it's cultural yes. right it's part of the culture of it a group is. of people is. which is even you know more unfortunate and, and i would have to ask is probably even harder to combat because in that culture then it seems normal
1: yeah we we we're, we're dealing with a lot of normalcy uh I, I was going to throw up the quote finger, <laughs> but this is radio. Um, so, But we're dealing with a lot of things that we think are normal. That's just it. We need to get outside the norm. We need to get back to reality and just stop thinking about or just placing everything in this little box. We need to bust this thing wide open with knowledge. And that is the key to making this world a better place. This is just one small thing that our world needs to focus on, but it's a big thing that we need to focus on.
0: Well, it destroys families, it, it destroys does. people it and lives. Now, I've had the opportunity and, and you know, feel blessed to have done some things for the House of Refuge, yes. uh, hosting, um, as I get asked to do from time to time, a fundraiser. Yes, sir. And so, uh, you know, I, I love the fundraiser. It's always fun and it's great to meet the people, but the The things that we learn is that there are so many things that people in Sykeson can do for the House of Refuge, and they have no idea that they can do these things. But how can someone who's listening right now who's not in an abusive relationship but would like to help the House of Refuge, what can they do?
1: Well, one of the main things that a person can do, um, because we rely heavily on the donations from the community, we rely heavily on the toilet tissue and paper towels because we run a house. Um, it is a shelter, but we run it just like a home. So things of that nature, it, household supplies, call that 573-472-4499. You can ask for Jill or you can ask for any other advocate that is on duty, um, and they will be able to direct you um, to the correct person. We These women need clothes. Some women leave with nothing but the clothes that are on their back. Because they're just trying to get out they they're leaving. You know, a smart person won't think about those material things that that you do need for your everyday living. Um so we we take we take clothes, we take furniture. Um we take many things. We have different uh organizations within Sykeston that we deal heavily with spread hope. Um Dayox to help us with uh, bills and the churches the the is just overpowering how much help we get from the community, but it's we need more. We need those financial donations. We need those uh, household supply donations, things of that nature.
0: And there's a website?
1: Yes, there is. Um, www, um, uh, org. And
0: give me that number again.
1: 573- 472-4499 is the business line, and 573-472- 3843 is our
0: All right, Jill. Thank you so much for being on the show, and we're going to do it again sometime because that's just an important subject. Jill Brown, who is the manager of the House of Refuge here in Sykeston, we thank her. We thank you for being with us on the Talk of Sykeston. I'm Glenn Cantrell.